1: Get ready for the most up-to-date sports news and talk with the ESPN 1320 Insiders.
2: Whatever, man. (laughs) We're back, Kyle. You know, there are times where I really enjoy our setup. There are times where I really like the fact that you and I get to come in here and it's like, you know what, we do a rundown. And then we sit here and we we shoot the breeze before a show and then we come up with content and then we sit down here and we talk for a couple hours. Yep. I like that I have control over our podcasting stuff. I can take care of all that. Do I hit the wrong button sometimes? Do I forget to record a segment here and there? Absolutely. But it all gets uploaded. It's all fine. There are some times though when we get out five minutes early and then we're starting a segment when we should be breaking because there's not a producer going, hey, don't break. Hey, don't break. Don't break. Don't break. Stretch. There's no, there's nothing. There's none of that. Okay. So now we break three minutes early, five minutes early, whatever it freaking was. And it really just sticks in my craw, dude. I know you don't care. I know nobody listening cares. I know it's not going to affect the product outside of me being pissed off. Charlie might care. In fact, you know what? I know for a fact, if I went Charlie, I messed up. He's going to go back. so Charlie cares less than I do. It's just going to irk me. I know I'm off kilter. Now I'm off center. I I was looking at the clock and I'm thinking I could sit here and talk about the
3: third, second hour for at least 45 seconds. And we could just
2: drag this out a little bit. And it's like, Oh no, that's what I want you to start doing here. We're going to do this. uh, uh, This is normally something we'd say for after the show, but I'm just going to do it now because I've already told everybody I'm pissed off. All right. We've already uh, peeled the curtain back far enough. Um, when that happens, when you hear me breaking five minutes early, be like, hey, not yet. Just do it. Just on air. Are you sure? And maybe I'll go, Yeah, there's a thing I'm doing. Okay. But I might go, oh, it's fifty-five, not fifty-eight. Whoops. Thanks. <laughs> don't don't ever be afraid. Or when I'm gonna blow through a break, be like, hey, do you wanna like, do you wanna break? Like, hey, do you wanna go? <laughs> I'm gonna rely on you to be the second set of eyes i need the set of flags i could have just like thrown a flag at you like good luck no because then i'm gonna go what did i say something pause worthy that that was gonna be that would be my reaction to the flag well then you'd be like oh wait and then i would just take over well instead of going to a break we're gonna eat like
3: two minutes of time no except
2: here's the problem no the problem (laughs) the problem with this is i would just blow through that flag going i gotta get us to break and then i'll ask about the flag at the break there you go uh that's funny goodness me it's
3: funny because Kyle is a is a radio guy. I have never uh, like I, I've been on the radio for a long time, but I'm not a radio guy. There's a difference between someone who does like hits on the radio and somebody who is part of a radio show. So I'm still learning all this stuff, but Kyle has been a very very good teacher along the way. It's hard to
2: it's 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 hard sometimes to, um, like explain certain things without them just happening. It would be really hard for me to explain like, hey, if you notice me going to break early, just because going to break early, like what is, what's, what's early to you? So it's like, it's just hard for me to articulate without it happening. Oh no, totally. Where I go, hey, when that happens, just be like, dude, no, yeah, we're not breaking.
3: Yeah. There's always that thing that's like, maybe Kyle knows something I don't.
2: No, 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 no. Maybe, maybe not, but definitely err on the side of, hey, we shouldn't be breaking. Okay. And like I said, if I'm like, no, I'm doing a thing, hang on, then that's uh, fine. All right. I need you to keep me a little bit, uh, a I'm little bit on track. I'm in. Good God. Um, I'm not going to get into why breaking on time matters, but it does. Uh, we, Golden sky.
3: What? No, we had this issue in, like the first week where I went to break way early. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because I knew no better and we were out of the discussion. Yeah. And I didn't and know I, where to go. Oh, and time like, to like,
2: hey, let's go to break. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and I was like, "No, nope. We'll discuss
3: this later. And you're like, wait, no, no, no. That's not
2: what we're doing. <laughs> when, I a, when I was at when I was at 957 the game, our sister station out in Sacramento or in San Francisco, uh, Matt Stimens covered the Warriors for a long time for the Bay Area News Group. I uh, was the Warriors sideline reporter for NBC and now uh, hosts um, middays with guru, Steiny and Guru. And dude Every once in a while, he would be ready for the weekend, and he would legit be like, "They'd be talking about something." He go, "Joe Spadoni was the board up." He would go, "How hey, much time we got, Spadone?" <laughs> Spadone'd be like, 14 minutes." Like, we got a whole segment to go. Like, what are we? <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't break that early. Uh right. sweet, peeling the curtain back. Uh, golden sky 2024 is going to be three big rowdy days of country music and all the festival fixings you can handle under the sun and stars get your crew lined up because espn 1320 has your chance to win weekend passes just visit espn 1320.com and fill out the online entry form for a chance to win two weekend passes and qualify to upgrade to two VIP weekend passes. Last housekeeping note, real quick: we are taking you up to two o'clock, and then right here on ESPN thirteen twenty, we're going to have some red hot uh, Cotton Bowl action. Uh, That is number nine Mizzou against number seven Ohio State. SEC versus Big Ten in the Cotton Bowl. That's going to be a really fun game. I'm going to be locked in. You should be too. Four thirty p.m. right here on ESPN thirteen
3: twenty. Yeah, let's do it.
2: Cotton Bowl. I know you're fired up. Um, Mad props. So if you're unfamiliar with the bit, I pick a 49er stat and then a Kings stat, and I put those up against each other, and James and I pick which stat is going to be higher. So our first one this week is Brock Purdy passing yards against the Commanders, or Kings-Hawks total points. Oh, man. I think the Kings and Hawks are going to score a ton of points tonight my my guess you want to hear my guess i would love to hear your guess
3: 275
2: okay so that's i had 270 in my head when i did this when i did this stat because i'm guessing i don't know brock purdy's over under passing yards but if it was like 268 and a half ish i think that's probably about right
3: i'm going brock purdy
2: you're going with brock yeah i part of me here's my here's my hang up I want to lean Kings Hawks because I think the 49ers are going to get a lead in this game and then kind of just try and sit on it a little bit. But Purdy is coming off such a bad game that I think Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy are both going to try and just get him back on the map a little bit. Where maybe they're up 20-3 to late third quarter. Hey, they're throwing it. They're airing it out. Yeah. Just trying to kind of get him back rolling. Get the... Get, distance him from his four interception game give him some good tape to look at that's kind of what I think they might try and do uh that said oh mm. I'm gonna I'm you know I'm also gonna go I'm also gonna go Purdy passing yards because even okay. if the Kings and Hawks score a ton of points and they get to 275 like Brock needs 276 against a, a not good. Washington defense. Maybe Washington starts to run it up a little bit and they're scoring and the Niners then have to air it out more than they wanted to. Um, You get a couple of short throws that go for big plays. I think I'm going to go Brock as well. Brock Purdy completions. Number of completions for Brock Purdy or Malik Monk points and assists. Points plus assists. Malik not on the injury report, which indicates his foot should be good to go. Does Malik Monk have a bounce back game? I'm going to
3: go oh this seems counter i'm gonna go malik monk okay i think he is gonna have a bounce back game and i think that the atlanta hawks are so bad defensively that there's gonna be a ton of like room here for him Mm -hmm. to go a little crazy and Mm -hmm. the matchup against like bogdan bogdanovich off the bench like those guys both can score but neither one of them are lockdowns right and I, I think he can torch Bogey.
2: Yeah, I think I think you might get like eighteen or nineteen points, then five or six assists from from Monk. I think Brock Purdy can get to his passing yards where he would need to be to go more than that Kingshawks total. Mm-hmm. I think he can get there on like twenty completions. Like the 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 forty nineers ability to generate explosive plays in the passing game, yes, is unmatched. So I am I am going to go with Malik Monk points and assists, uh, but I think it's going to be a close one. Brandon Ayuk yards or Kings first half points. So Kings points in the first, first half. Half oh. or Brandon Ayuk yards. I'm gonna go Ayuk. Yeah, me too. Boy, we're all the same. I know. We're I know. I know. I know that. Um, I think IU's gonna have a big game. He had a he had six catches for what one oh six or something like that against against the Ravens. I think he has another huge game this week. Okay, I think I'm gonna switch this up because I, I think
3: I think you're right. Like the potential is there for him to have a big game, right? But I also think the Kings can sw- score 65, 70 points against the the Hawks defense, Okay. Right? So I also believe that the 49ers know where Debo Samuel is uh, with his passing yards. and I Receiving think, yards. Oh, receiving yards. And I think that they're going to search him out a little bit and try mm. to get him... Try to get him a big number, So okay. he has a shot at at a thousand, okay. So they can have the the three thousand yard receivers and a thousand yard back.
2: so we talked about this before the show to bring everybody in if you're not familiar, George Kittle, nine yards shy of a thousand receiving yards. crazy, which is, yeah. if you asked me how many receiving yards did George Kittle have, I would have said, like seven hundred. Nine hundred and ninety-one is is same last year. Wild, same last oh, 100%. year. Oh, one hundred percent. What do you have? Nine sixty-five last year. Yeah, something crazy. I, I would have thought six hundred and fifty. I'm right there with you. Yeah. And then Debo Samuel, I believe, is one hundred and seventy-six yards short. So yeah, maybe they do that. Maybe they maybe they try and get Debo one twenty today, and that way next week he doesn't need he doesn't need a huge game to get to that thousand yard mark. Yeah, maybe. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go at yards though. Again, when I when I. When I have questions on this, I go for ceiling. Okay. And his ceiling is, you know, 100 plus. As good as the Kings offense can be, I don't think they're going to score 100 plus in the first half. Although if there was a team they were going to do it against. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> um, Christian McCaffrey touches or De'Aaron Fox field goal attempts? Man. I'm going to... Hmm. I have my answer written down already. I'll go first. Go for it. I have De'Aaron Foxfield goal attempts. I think he's going to cook whoever they throw on him. And I think other Kings are going to get involved, but I think this is going to be one of those games where De'Aaron gets his and everybody else kind of gets theirs. Where I don't think he's like, you know what? I need to take a back seat to get some guys going. I'm going to have 16 shots tonight. Okay. I think Darren's going to go 23, 24 field goal attempts, and then and then McCaffrey falls in the 19, 20, 21 touch range.
3: Okay, I'm going to go with the same. I think that Fox will will try to, like, go for 40-plus, and I think that there's a good chance the Niners thump, like that they, they have a, a big blowout win. Mm-hmm. And you're going to reserve McCaffrey a little bit.
2: Yeah, they already rested him in practice yesterday. Like, I they're definitely, him, like,
3: I think, trying to scale down his workload. 18, 19, 20 carries at, at the most. And I yeah. think Fox is probably going to be 22, 23, 24. Mm-hmm. And, like, he might, like, he likes to go up against Trey. He might try to go for 50 tonight.
2: It wouldn't shock me at all. Yeah. Uh, 49er sacks or Keon Ellis made field goals? Niner sacks. I kind of wanted to go, <laughs> I kind of want to go Keon because there's that opportunity where the Kings maybe roll a little bit tonight. Mm-hmm. And against a not very good defense, where Keon Ellis maybe get some extended minutes and some extended extended looks. Uh, for the sake of the bit, I'll go Keon. Okay. 2 or 3 sacks for the Niners, 4 or 5 Mayfield goals for Keon. Uh, 49ers points or Trey Young points. Because my question for for Sunday, we talked about earlier how I'm a little bit concerned about about the 49ers. I think it's going to be closer than we expect. It's not necessarily that they're not going to be able to score. I don't think Brock Purdy's going to go turn it over a bunch of times again. I just wonder if their defense, you get into the missed tackle stuff. It's Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel. Like that's a good group. Brian Robinson, the running back. It sounds like he's going to be back. If Jacoby Brissett plays, he's better than Sam Howell. I'm going. Oh man.
3: I'm going 49ers. Mm, I'm
2: gonna. Mm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Trey. I think the Niners score 31. I think Trey Young goes for 34, or 35.
3: Okay, I was thinking Niners score 36, and that that's where I'm. I'm at okay 36 and uh, Trey Young uh, 28, 30. He doesn't like he's had some games, but there's also a lot of times where he's not great against the Kings.
2: Yeah, yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk more about Trey Young. We'll have keys to a Kings victory coming up here in a little bit, uh, and we'll talk about Trey Young. In fact, you know what? I want to. I want to have a just skipping the keys aspect of this. I want to have a Trey Young discussion with you next because I don't know if there's a player that I waffle on more in basketball. Mm. And let's talk about that next on ESPN thirteen twenty. Am I breaking at the right time? I'm not. I'm still, that's wait. Tw- I'm like two minutes early again. <laughs> Holy smokes, I thought you dude. only a minute break. Are you testing no, me, no, Kyle? No, because, no, because look, here's the, pro- oh my God, dude. So I'm not going to get into the weeds here. Typically, breaking at about this time is right. Yeah. Uh, tw- usually at 13, we break. Right. 12 Between 12 and 13 is usually the move. Okay. But that's at 10, 12, and then 11, 12. It's a different time slot now. And I think that's what's throwing me off. The break lengths are just different, so the times are different. Okay. That's on me. It's okay. But you know what, Kyle? I caught it this time, at least. It's okay, Kyle. Good Lord, man. Because you
3: know what? Tomorrow here on ESPN 1320, we have number 11, Old Miss, versus number 10, Penn State. We have the Peach Bowl starting at 8.30 a.m. here on ESPN 1320. Later on in the day, we have the... Detroit Lions at Dallas Cowboys, 445 start. That's your Saturday here on ESPN 1320. We come back on Sunday morning, Kyle, 9.30 a.m. We have the Raiders at Colts. Huge playoff implications here. My man. 4.30 p.m. We have Packers at Vikings. It's a rivalry matchup between two very sub teams, but it should be a lot of fun here on ESPN 1320.
2: My man.
1: You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento Sports Leader. Now, back to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen, brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320.
2: What the Kings should do is package their bad players and try and trade them to another team for that team's good players.
3: I think a bad player for good player trade is exactly what the Sacramento Kings need.
2: Yeah, I would 100%. <laughs> mm. I'll like say just, that, just call up the Raptors and be like, hey, JaVale for OG Ananobi straight across. Who says no? You know, I think that there are ways in which to do that, right? There, especially historically, there
3: have been ways in that you can package up just something that doesn't make any sense and get something back that does.
2: Kwame Brown for Pau Gasol.
3: Um, y- yeah. Or I was thinking more like Justin Jackson and the expiring contract of Zach Randolph who hadn't played for mm, Harrison yeah. Barnes. Sure. Right? And. Those trades, actually, they do, they're do they out there and they do work, mm-hmm. right? But you have to, like, mine for those. Mm-hmm. Like, there is probably a contract out there where someone might have a player option for next year and a team is ready to move on and they don't want that player to pick up that player option, but that player understands that they're not going to be able to get that type of money somewhere else or something like that where you might be able to swing for the fence. But the problem is the Kings don't have expiring contracts. Mm-hmm. So like in the past years, yeah, they've got expiring contracts. You know, like I, they they sat on like Kenny Thomas' expiring contract forever and then couldn't use it at the deadline. But mm-hmm. when you're looking at the current Kings team, even Davion Mitchell and Chris Duarte, the Kings picked up their their options for next year. They're on two-year deals. Trey Lyle's two-year deal. Like the Kings would never consider what Malik Monk is right now as an expiring contract. Right. But then you have after that, you have a bunch of minimum guys. So uh, they're the value of a guy like Alex Len or a guy like um, uh, Javale McGee, mm-hmm. right? They look like three or four million dollar contracts, but because they're league minimum veteran uh, for for years of veteran play, they're only worth like 2.1 million bucks. So like sure, if you stack up th- four of those contracts, so if you throw, Javale and Alex Len and Colby Jones and Kessler Edwards in a trade—that's eight million. You could get up to a ten million dollar player. Blah blah blah. Right? Mm-hmm. Who is taking that? Like those aren't ex- the expiring contracts teams are looking for. Right. So the Kings don't have that type of deal this year. <laughs> have- Eight million dollars in space next season. No, what the what the Kings have though is like Harrison Barnes has two more years. Uh, uh, Kevin Herter has two more years after this year. Mm-hmm. Like they have a lot of players who are under contract next year. They don't have these expiring deals, so I don't even know if the the in theory Harrison Barnes trade that they were able to do that one year is even if the Kings can even play in that water because they don't really have the contracts to do it. Hmm. Now they have players that are good that might fit better somewhere else. Yeah. Or a contract that's solid that that works as trade filler. Um, but that's the whatever they do is going to involve draft picks most likely.
2: Yeah. The the one that that comes up a lot for me is I've wondered about Kevin Herder. What's his value especially now that he's not shooting it particularly well the last 10, 12, 15 games whatever it is? What's going to be his trade value? But you said it earlier. Every team is looking for a six-seven guy who's a thirty-eight plus percent three-point shooter who plays defense, right? Plays defense. Will go grab you a rebound. Yeah. Like every team is looking for that guy. So maybe it's not a perfect fit for the Kings anymore, or maybe they think they can upgrade. But while I was sitting here going, man, is he playing out of his trade? It team it's not going to matter what he's shooting at the deadline. No. No. It, it his longer track record. A team is going to be like, yeah, we'll take that.
3: Yeah, I mean, Robert Covington just keeps getting the contracts. It is nuts candidate. that Roko is
2: just around. He just like <laughs> he just like he's never going away. Why would he? I think he's on the roster of the Blazers, the Clippers, and the 76ers. Yeah, like but, I swear he's just on all those teams.
3: Yeah, it's like a three man a three team rotation. He just plays one <laughs> night one place from one night another. Yeah, but that's kind of what the Kings need. They need mm-hmm. a guy who who's a bully who who can. Uh, get physical with somebody. Like, I'm not sure that that's the I'm guy kinda, at this l- age, but
2: you know, yeah. look, I know you're out. I wouldn't mind PJ Tucker. No, I haven't said I'm out on PJ. Oh, I thought, I thought we had a discussion where you're like, yeah, no PJ Tucker. No. no, I don't think, I don't think the Clippers will trade him. Although maybe they will. Doesn't he want out? Isn't he like super disgruntled? Am I, well, maybe I
3: No, he wants out, but that that's fine and all. But at the end of the day, when you get to the end of the season, and you start talking about playoffs and like, if you have a PJ Tucker hiding on your bench, I'm not sure how effective
2: he is at this point anyways, but yeah, I don't know. Um, the 49ers injury report is out.
3: uh Oh,
2: Eric Armstead out. Jawan Jennings out. He's still dealing with a concussion. This second week uh, in a row, Jenny's been out with a concussion. That's not good. Jair Brown out with a knee injury. Jalen Moore, uh, Trent Williams backup also out with a concussion. Ross Dwelly out with a concussion. Uh, excuse me, an ankle injury. Trent Williams no injury designation for him with the groin injury so he is he is good to go and that's the uh, that's the big ones on the Niners injury report for week 17 the Trent Williams one's big that's that's huge yeah
3: yeah that's the difference between like winning and losing on against a good team
2: and I'm wondering if uh, I haven't seen anything on Aaron Banks who injured his toe he's Questionable, maybe. I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen it exactly yet. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Don't got those. It.
3: Those right. doggone toe injuries,
2: dude. I. You ever heard of toe? You yeah. you, you have a sprained toe and you got to go play offensive line where you got to like move and anchor and stuff. Oof. That's kind of hurt. It's a little rough. Yeah, I wouldn't want to deal with it. Mm. Um, Trey Young, real quick. Yeah. I don't want to act like. I think Trey Young is a bad player. He is obviously a very good player. He is a terrific playmaker. I think his his season high is like 17 assists. And in that game where he had 17 assists, he also had 40 points. Oh, he is unbelievable as a scorer and as a playmaker. And we may very well see that tonight. I don't believe that any team with Trey Young as their 1A is ever going to win a championship.
3: Oh, I agree 100%.
2: I'm just, I don't believe in it. But I don't think Washington is ever, or excuse me, uh, Atlanta is ever going to, A, come to grips with that fact, and B, I don't know that they'll be able to get a player who's better in there where Trey can take a back seat. Like, he's just so ball-dominant. He just does everything for them. Is it? it's like a, a
3: blessing and a curse, right? Right. So like Trey uh, Young. Yeah, Trey Young, in his career, his rookie season, his uh, season high was 49. His second season, 50. Third season, 43. Fourth season, 56. 44, 45. This dude is a bucket. He really yeah. is. And, and his assist numbers are ab- absolutely crazy. You're right. I, I think the game you're talking about, he had 44 and 20. Last year or <sighs> this year, forty five and and seventeen. Good lord! It man. might not be the same game. I'd have to look, but like those are his his season highs for this season. But I, I think it speaks to a larger. So in the game, he had seventeen assists. He had he had fifteen points, but they lost to the Knicks, and, and I think if we looked throughout his career, that's going to be the case a lot of the time when
2: he does big things. Mm-hmm they lose and we have a note coming up on this a little bit later by the way okay um 45 and 14 this year against the Spurs wow in a two-point win
3: <laughs> I, a lot of times though that's what it is like even the 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 close wins like when he goes crazy they're super I, I don't know so I don't want to say he's not a a quote unquote winner but I also think he's He's a guy that puts up stats that a lot of times don't matter.
2: Good stats, bad team, guy. Yeah, maybe they are five and nine when he scores thirty or more this year. Wow. Now, granted, they're not great. Like otherwise, but it's not like, oh, hey, when Trey Young goes off, they're a dangerous team. Like, no, they're just not very good. Uh, you know, if and that to me is like a—that's a problem. A guy's averaging twenty-eight
3: point one points and eleven point three assists per game. We shouldn't have a question about.
2: Whether he's on it, a, a 1A on it, and he's not doing that for the Pistons. No, like he's doing that on 18 with DeJounte Murray, with Sadiq Bey, with um, uh, Bogdan DeAndre Hunter, yeah, Bogdan. like there's a there's a like Capella, there's a good group of players there, it's yeah, just very strange.
3: How many years, though, do you have a good group of players and they don't go anywhere, and that's a problem?
2: Mm-hmm. Although, I uh, the
3: one year, and that's always the problem, the one year, yep, they did go somewhere, the conference finals. And so you think, well, it happened that one year, so I think maybe we can do it. Yeah. But you're 12 and 18 with a roster filled with players that that should be...
2: 12 and 18 coming off of two first-round playoff exits since your trip to the conference finals. Mm. Hmm. Tough spot to be in. Uh, We have a caller on the line. They've been very patient. ESPN 1320, what's your name? And, uh, what's going on TC? Hey, T.C., we can't hear you, bro. Uh, I'm going to put you back on hold, and uh, it sounds like there's drums or something going on in the background. Couldn't hear him. We weren't going to sort that out because we only have a couple minutes left okay. in the segment. So we'll get to T.C. in the next segment, and hopefully he has his uh, his sound cleaned up. Yeah, man, I just like I said, I, I, I like watching Trey Young play. I think he is an awesome player. I just think there is such a ceiling on a team that he – is the leader of, yeah, I, I agree. I, I wish I could. I wish I had like an empirical data to put my or like put my finger on is like, hey, this is the problem. Yes, but I don't. It's just mm. I'm just kind of out on Trey Young and the Hawks. Okay, uh, I, I, I am too. I am. Things
3: got to go beat him. Tonight. They need to <laughs> blow that thing up and, and like. But scatter. that's the thing is,
2: is, but but blow that thing up. It's it to to what if they were just consistently like second round exit, first round, second round exit. Oh, they made the conference finals. Okay. Out in the first round this year, but second, no, man, they went conference finals, first round, first round sub 500 this year. Yeah. And okay. You're, you're blowing it up for, for, for what are you trading Trey? No, no, like that's your guy. But what are you surrounding him with? Like I, I would, I would love to know what kind of players he needs to be surrounded with to be more effective.
3: Well, and the problem is you've tried, you've tried a lot of different things. You you gave them DeJounte Murray. You gave him Bogdan Bogdanovich, two totally different. You had Kevin Herter there. Mm-hmm. So just a th- like a three-point shooter. You've had the multifaceted guys alongside him. Mm-hmm. N- none of it works. At what point do you go, I don't know what works? And so I'm, you know what they haven't tried? Like exactly what the Philadelphia 76ers did. They haven't tried like an Eric Snow guy next to him.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
3: maybe that's it. Just a, a defensive minded guy who does all the dirty work, and isn't my it doesn't mind taking on the the tough cover and all that stuff. They haven't tried yeah, that.
2: I, I I don't know. They it feels like they got a long road. All right, Kings Hawks tonight. We'll give you our keys next, and uh, we'll look ahead to next year with a with some New Year's resolutions. I'm gonna do the radio bit where we do like, hey, New Year's resolutions for the Kings, but then I want to do personal ones as well I want to hear from you in the chatty house I want to hear from okay. you on the phone 916-909-1320 is the number we'll be back in two minutes on ESPN 1320
1: you're listening to the insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen sponsored by Jiffy Lou on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2 Sacramento sports leader
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Now, back to the insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320.
2: Interesting game for the Kings tonight. The Hawks are a team that any good team should probably beat. But on any given night, Atlanta could go hang up 145 points.
3: Oh, yeah, they're dangerous. They're super dangerous. They've got talent. I don't
2: don't think they're like, I don't think they're good.
3: (laughs) No, I don't think they're good either. But, you know, this is a team that has seven guys averaging double figure scoring. Um, And Jalen Johnson's out. But uh, outside of that, like most of those guys are, are actually playing and playing reasonably large amounts of minutes so I they're just a, a team we talk about this all the time that um the collection of players are not as good as 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 what they should be the, yeah some of the pieces are greater than the whole um
2: the whole is greater than the sum of its parts
3: no but it, it's the reverse reversed. of that yes the reverse got of it. it
2: the sum yeah. of the parts are greater than the whole yeah great.
3: Yeah, yeah. So they they just don't work together for some yeah. reason, and, and I mean that makes sense. But there's plenty of guys on that roster that would fit on the Sacramento Kings roster.
2: Yeah, and that's that right. That's that's what makes them dangerous. Is you look at their roster and you go, man, this is not a 12 and 18 team. No, there are way too many dudes who can play, and they just it doesn't translate. And they even hired Quinn Snyder. They got a real like legitimate NBA coach in there,
3: legit NBA coach. I-
2: and just can't figured
3: (laughs) Quinn snyder is
2: is a leader of
3: men that's what quinn snyder is like there aren't there are some coaches in the nba that are great ex and o's guys or he is a leader of men people Mm -hmm. buy into quinn snyder like crazy Mm -hmm. so i've always dug quinn snyder he's different Mm -hmm. um and they have to like like their media staff has to like make sure that he's eating and the coaching stuff and stuff like he. Oh God. He's so intense. He like forgets to. Yeah, he's got crazy.
2: To do the sure. basics. They're kind of that like. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It looks like a character out of Courage the Cowardly Dog. Okay. Um, Or Batman villain, I think is the popular one. All right, TC, we're gonna try this again, bro. No I need you to phone. sound good. No speakerphone. No drumming in the background. TC, what's good, bro? What's going on? I got. My, that's so much better. What's going on, dude? Oh man, just chilling. What's up, Hammer? What's going on, man? How are you?
3: Oh, man. I'm just chilling, man. Just trying to get ready for the weekend and just kick back. Hey, I got a, in my opinion, I got a few things that I think would be the right move. And I think that Monty's always doing a move that nobody's speaking about. And I know, to me, I don't care about the OG, Pascal, Kevin Durant. I think two solid
2: moves that's doable that we really could get is the DeJounte Murray trade. Right, that's a trade that nobody's talking about. That he came available. That's a move that Monty would make when everybody's thinking that he's going to go get OG or he's going to get Kevin Durant. You no, know, we get Dejounte Murray and I think a swap for I swap like Kevin Herter or something for like a Thibel. I think those would be two solid moves. Okay, very mm-hmm. good. Thanks. Actually, like yeah, if you if they can make that happen where you're adding Matisse Thybul to the rotation and you're adding Dejounte Murray to your starting lineup, great. No, I I, I don't just, disagree. It's yeah. just what what does it take to to get that? Well, does Kevin Herter, did Kevin Herter, Harrison Barnes, Davion Mitchell, and picks add up to both those guys?
3: Yeah, and I think the problem too is that like Matisse Steibel, like defensively, is great, right? Mm-hmm. But like where does he fit? Because if you still have the same four forwards that you have right now, I don't know that Matisse Steibel is good enough to get past those four and into the rotation. Like, is he going to beat out Trey Lyles for minutes? Is he going to beat out Harrison Barnes for minutes? Is he going to beat out Keegan Murray? and, and Like, maybe Sasha, but again, you... But Barnes would be gone in this situation. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like, I, I don't think... Like, Matisse-Thibel is your starter if you have another, like, really, really good starter at the two. Like, that that makes some sense. Especially, Thibel's been really good from three. I I believe the last
2: the last two years he's shooting 37.2 percent problem is it's 2.6 shots a game
3: yeah that's not great
2: yeah and you need to yeah hmm but I think he's better like if you look at his box scores you're not going to necessarily gain his like the gravity of his impact and like I said if you're adding if you're adding him with Dejounte Murray to me he's a like rotation guy now okay and you can kind of mix and match his minutes and hey um, in a playoff series, um, Jamal Murray is really cooking. Get Matisse Thybulle so you can slow him down. Or, you know, pick a guard. He has the length to deal with SGA. Yeah. I, I don't know.
3: Like, I, I think that they're... That's why we have these discussions. But there's... The Kings definitely need something, someone like that. And, like, we can keep yeah, sifting through... Like, how do you find that guy? And I know, like, look, they were in on Thibault last year. No question, they were. Uh, But you have to find a way to find, like, that style of player to go with Mm -hmm. this group.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you can get a... And again, this is all theoretical. Who's available? What's it going to cost in a deal? If you can get a second ball handler, good defender, good scorer, 20-point-a-game guy like DeJounte Murray... And then a excellent defender like Matisse Thybulle, great. Yeah, like it, whether it's those two people specifically or not, but I like the idea. No, I, I think so idea. too,
3: and that's why I I keep saying like the versatility of the Kings roster allows you to attack different positions. Mm-hmm. You don't just have to be looking for a small forward or a power forward or a shooting guard, because Keegan can play like two of those positions. Mm -hmm. So you can either get a power forward or you can get a small forward or you can get a a, a shooting. Like there are ways to work around this.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Um, Let's do Kings to victory for the, keys to victory for the Kings tonight at Atlanta. And then I want to do some year end stuff with you. We'll have a little bit of fun. Uh, So let's get to keys to a Kings victory over the Atlanta Hawks. James Hamm of the Kings Beat. Subscribe to the Kings Beat today, kingsbeat.com. What is your first key?
3: Number 1. Uh Herder and Barnes have to step up. Like it's time. Like enough with whatever. Like it's time. Yep. You ha- you have to step up or uh like them or or Mike Brown needs to make a, a tough decision here. Yeah. Like there's a business decision that's waiting here and it we're getting to that point especially with the way like Herder has struggled for the last I don't know 10 games. It's just not good. can mm-hmm. Can't keep going.
2: Yep. I'm right there with you. My first one is you got to make Trey Young pass it. Okay. Because when he goes for 40 plus, they're 3-0. and Now, we said earlier, they're 5-9 when he goes for 30 plus. Okay. But if he goes for 40 plus or 3-0, and when he has 10 or more assists, they're 8-12. and So when Trey gets going and then he's also getting everybody else involved, that's when he becomes that really effective player where you're like, man, Trey is really, really good. So I think if you're picking one, I think you want to throw as many different looks as you can at him defensively. Okay. Where, where it's De'Aaron Fox on him, this possession, then maybe you trap him on this possession and you give him some Keegan Murray. Maybe you give him some Harrison Barnes, just give him different looks and never let him really get, get comfortable in the game where he is playmaking and scoring.
3: Yeah. I like the Keon Ellis matchup there. Keon Ellis. Uh, like that's yeah. going to be a guy that I think can chase him all night mm-hmm. long. Um, so you said they're five and nine when he scores over thirty, mm-hmm. but they're three and zero when he goes for forty.
2: Yeah, so two and nine when he goes for thirty or 39. to thirty nine.
3: Yeah, thirty to thirty nine. They're two and nine on the season. That's yeah. really bizarre. Yeah, that's that's a really strange stat. Yeah. Okay, um, are we ready for my my second key. Second key.
2: I didn't have your ding. Hang on. <phone rings> there you go.
3: Monk needs to look like Monk. Like we we've gone through a, a stretch of games here where. Malik hasn't looked like himself and I believe personally it's because of the foot injury uh and if you remember right before the foot injury he had an illness so I'm gonna I'm gonna say that uh like we're at a point where he he hopefully can be past that they've had a couple of days off here mm-hmm. hopefully his foot's feeling better but if he steps up and looks like the Malik monk that we know that he is um then they should be able to uh he should have a big game here
2: My second key is you have to do something different offensively that doesn't allow Clint Capella to just hang out sagging off of Damanis Sabonis. That is where he is going to affect shots at the rim. Cuts aren't going to be there. Driving lanes aren't going to be there. Whether it's pick and roll, whether it's moving where the dribble handoff is, you just cannot let Clint Capella camp out under the rim um, that's how he's going to stay on the floor. I think if you put him in the pick and roll a ton, he's not, a, he's not like a terrible pick and roll defender or anything, but I think you have to mix things up where, Hey, maybe you're playing him off the floor, but you're certainly not allowing him to just be shot blocker standing underneath the basket.
3: Yeah. You need to give him moving. moving. Yes. You need to catch him in, in motion mm-hmm. as opposed to just having him be a, a guy like standing. That makes a lot of sense. Kyle.
2: Yep. yep. Absolutely. Yeah, good, good key, Kyle. Thanks key. man. Yep. Appreciate it. Uh, number three,
3: don't play down to the level of your opponent. This is a bad defensive team and a good offensive team. They don't get, don't get into a track meet. Don't play down to the level of your opponent. This is a 12 and 18 team. Just play it.
2: This is hundred percent. The kind of game that multiple times this year I've gone in Houston, um, Portland, certainly Washington. Now they beat Washington, but stay with me mm-hmm. where I've gone. They're going to crush this team. And then you look and it's, close in the second quarter. Yeah. It's like, dude, like, come on. Or they're losing in the second quarter. So this is a game that I would like to see them, yeah, go out and just beat the heck out of a team. Like, just, I, I don't even care if they give up 130 points. Giving up 130 points to the Hawks is not the same as giving up 130 points to the Wizards or the Blazers. Yeah. If you Give up 130, fine. Go score 150.
3: No, I, I'm totally with yeah. you. And, you know, right now the Kings, last year there were 25 and... Is it sixteen on the road? Mm-hmm. Right now they're six and seven. Mm. That's, that's they've improved at home. They're
2: eleven and five at home. You got but, a little worse on the road. But that road <laughs> record is not okay. Brutal. Uh, my final key: do some scouting. We've talked about Sadiq Bay, Dejounte Murray, Clint he brought up AJ Griffin, Clint, Clint Capella. Hawks have have a lot of dudes who I think could make the Kings even even a little bit better. So. That's my other key. It's not there necessarily a key to victory, but...
3: No, I like that.
2: Watch close.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like that.
3: Even, you know, like, uh, this might sound crazy, but, like, Bogdan Bogdanovich is a, is a ball player. Like, he sure is. he's 31, but and he's had knee problems, but that doesn't mean, like, you know who he is. You know he's a good person. You know he's a good... Bogey back? Yeah, I, I'm just saying, like, <sighs> like it is, it, his versatility... <laughs> As a player, he's a better rebounder. He's a a really good passer. High IQ guy, yeah. High IQ guy and really good catch and shoot guy. Like, he never got the opportunity to play with Sabonis. I'm just saying, like, they, this Hawks team has a handful of players, like, all
2: right, all right, you go ahead. Oh, I have a fun one. Uh oh. If you flipped De'Aaron Fox and Trey Young, which team is. Do both teams get better? Do both teams get worse? Does one get demonstrably better than the other? Oh, the Hawks get way better. Hmm. Why? Because Fox
3: is just a better player. He's more consistent. He plays defense.
2: I think the defense part is probably the the big change.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's the problem with Trey. It doesn't matter how much Trey scores. is how much he gives up. Mm-hmm. and he's it's not well, like yeah, he's think, gonna try to defend uh De'Aaron fox he's not even gonna try
2: no no chance he's gonna go stand in the corner with harrison Barnes or something
3: well yeah but the kings have been working on this exact moment how do you hunt a player yeah oh they're gonna be hunting trey trey young oh, a thousand percent. All, all night long
2: that's the other aspect of the pick and roll stuff is you can just yeah. go get trey young on fox one-on-one and let him cook yeah um I think the defense aspect of it is is different. I do think Fox is a way better player. I'm not like full stop, period. Mm-hmm. But Trey is such a good passer and playmaker that it makes me wonder what the rest of the... Maybe it's better for the rest of the team if they have a player like De'Aaron Fox who is just, like you said, he's just better. Maybe statistically um with the with his assist numbers and stuff aren't going to be as high he's going to average a few fewer assists but maybe it's just overall better for for Atlanta to have have a guy like that to get behind
3: yeah i i'm not sure i, I wouldn't ever even consider
2: no any, i'm not yeah. no this is not to say i'm just wondering how would how would atlanta look with a better point guard yeah I think is my... Is it... Because we, we keep talking about it with... Let me... I'm, I'm working through this thought out loud. We keep talking about how, hey, Atlanta has all these really good players who would make the Kings better, right? hmm I think we named five with Bogdan, Capella, AJ Griffin, DeJounte uh, Murray... Sadiq Bey. And Sadiq Bey. That's five dudes. That's five players on this team that were like, man, those guys can really hoop. DeAndre Hunter can play? Yeah. Like, hey, there's some guys on this team that can really play. And then... For some reason, their their point guard who averages what is he at twenty eight and eleven? Yeah, I mean, their their point guard who's doing that and they're twelve and eighteen. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like, how much does De'Aaron Fox change? Maybe it's just the guys around him and and they're two wins better because it turns out the Hawks players aren't as good as we think.
3: Well, I mean, you have a double double center who's averaging one point seven blocks per game. Mm-hmm. Y- you got a twenty point per game guy at at the at the Shooting two. Guard. But he's also How are they averaging bad. 5 and th- and 4.5. I can't,
2: I can't wait to watch them because, uh, frankly, totally uh, just transparent. Yeah. I'm not locked into 48 minutes of Hawks basketball 82 nights a year. Sorry, guys. But... Hey, <laughs> you, uh, like, Bogdan Bogdanovich, our, our friend Bogie. I'm fascinated to watch him tonight.
3: He's averaging 17.9 a game off the bench. Like, 17.9 a game. Is, they just,
2: is it literally just they just have a bunch of dudes who don't play defense? They, uh, I think that's. Pretty much, is it. That just it. Like, mm. I don't know. But like, Sadiq Bay, not a bad defender. Dejounte Murray, good defender. Clint Capella, good shot blocker. Yeah, like, wh- solid defender.
3: Hmm. Not great on the perimeter, but no. this is a team they hoist a ton of threes. They actually hit more threes than the Kings do, uh, percentage wise, not uh, number wise, but thirty-seven point two percent from three. This team really, really gets up a lot of shots. But I don't know. I think the
2: Kings. You you said this. You said this in your keys. Don't get into a track meet. I think that is, this is one of the very few times, if I'm Sacramento, that I'm fine with dropping that pace. Yeah. Where, hey, you know what? We're going to make, we're going to execute our offense, whatever it is, we're going to execute, and you're not going to play any defense, and then we are not going to let you get 103 shots up. Mm -hmm. I guess just don't. Don't let it turn into that because that's where, when you go, man, the Hawks are dangerous, that's how. Yeah. When every single one of those guys starts getting starts getting good looks. So fourth key. Interesting. Actually, I guess it was technically your key. <laughs> Anyways. Um, strange road trip, yep. Portland, Atlanta, Memphis. There was another one in there, though, that you mentioned later in the year.
3: Oh, yeah. That
2: There's... they go like, it's like Dallas, Memphis... It's, Miami. It's all
3: over the place. New York. Yeah, let me let me see. It's it they have a seven game road trip later in well, it's usually in January. Um they start in Golden State, then they go to Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh they go to Dallas, then they go at Memphis, at Miami Heat, at Indiana Pacers, at Chicago Bulls, at Cleveland Cavaliers.
2: Yeah, it's a weird like Midwest, one on the East Coast, then back to the Midwest. Yeah, even
3: like they have another one in February. They go at OKC, then they fly back to Phoenix, then they fly over to Denver. Mm -hmm. Like even that is like you overshoot, you come back too far, you go back. And then like, I, I don't I don't understand what's happening here.
2: What about what about this? At Clippers home, Miami at Denver at Minnesota home, Chicago at L.A. Lakers. Oh, that's wild. It's weird. Weird how schedule. About, how about this? At Toronto
3: at Washington at Orlando. Just
2: down that East Coast. Yeah, but that's wild. Like, yeah, I don't got know why fl- you wouldn't go Just from Washington all the way to Orlando. That's that's crazy. Like this one. Here you go. Knicks, Boston, Brooklyn, OKC. That's late. <laughs> I'm actually no. That's fine. That's yeah. East Coast. You're in New York, you're in Boston, you're in New York again. That's all right there. You may not even change hotels yeah. in that in that stretch. And then OKC, that's on the flight back. That at least makes some sense to me. Yeah, on the way home, you stop at yeah, OKC. Yeah, will little, little shooty hoops against OKC. That's going to be a fun game. I'm very interested to see what both teams look like by April 9th. Yeah, me too. Um, we got a few minutes left. Okay. Do you have any New Year's resolutions this year? For myself? Or for next year, I guess. For myself, or for the Kings, or what? For yourself, for you personally.
3: Okay, yeah, personally, I, I mean, the only real New Year's resolution that that I try to get into every year is is like I've got to take care of my back better and, and try to do better back health. Okay. Um, to try to sur- survive sitting in this chair for as long as we do. Um, and so that's that's one big push. I'm starting after the New Year. I got to lose a little bit of weight, and I got to get the back in shape. But that's sort of the same exact thing.
2: Um, everybody in the chatty house, if you have a new year's resolution, throw it on out there, throw it, throw it, toss it on us. We'll tell you if it's good or bad. Um, for me this year, my, my new year's resolution was to consume more non sports content. Oh, okay. And I did a much better job of it this year where I, when I read before bed, I'm reading like a, I, I whether it's history, whether it's something fictiony I'll read a non sports thing. Okay. Before bed. I have a couple of podcasts I listen to that are not sports related. I've been trying to watch more like movies and TV shows where I'm just like more present, particularly at night. Like I'm just more present and not like, Hey, I've got to be locked into Hornets Pacers because it's on, yeah. you know, just trying to be more available in my life. Okay. I, I think
3: one thing like this last year I've done is I've taken a little bit of a step back. You know, my... Not not fully, but like, I have a twenty year old and I have a sixteen year old, Mm -hmm. and like even Christmas morning, like we're not gonna have a lot more Christmas mornings with just the four of us, Mm -hmm. you know, and the dogs run around. Like that's not the way life works. Eventually, you know, someone's gonna meet somebody, and we're not gonna, they're not gonna be home for the holidays, and you know, or someone's gonna go to college or uh, away to college, and it's just it won't be the same. So I like this year in particular is like, hey, the Kings were really good and I'm like full time on the job like I always have been. But at the same time, there are times where I need to switch off and not just be that all day long. Mm -hmm. Because for like 13, 14 years here, I've been 24 seven. Like I I can't stop from scrolling Twitter. I can't stop from, you know, making phone calls and checking in with people and all that stuff. And it's great. But like there is life that goes on.
2: Yeah. Uh this year my resolution is to um take care of my body better. Yeah. I'm not gonna say diet, I'm not gonna say lose X amount of weight, not do this or that. Just like d- be better about how I'm taking care of my body. Moving more. Yeah. Um you know, just I mean, diet, but not like, hey, this is gonna be a strict diet that I'm just make it more of a a thing instead of like, a, hey, yeah. here's the thing I'm doing for seven months. Okay, now I'm done. Yeah. Because that's how it's always been in the past with me. It's always been really up and down. So this year, uh, because I'm 33 now, I turned 34 this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm just starting to realize that I'm at that age where like, hey, you know what? Stuff starts to hurt. Oh, like, it I hurts, just, I just like, it just, so I want to make sure I'm stretching more. That's going to be a big one. In fact, you know what? If I'm specifying, stretching. I want to stretch more. Okay. In 2024. Like that is my. Yeah. That's what it Backs, knees, hips, ankles. Yeah, no,
1: that's
3: the good. whole the whole shebang. Okay. You should you should like yoga if you can do yoga. I can't do yoga. My back's like mm. the way my issues with back. I start problems. a little yoga. Yeah, start some Maybe yoga. Do
2: that. Um, New Year's resolution for the Kings. What's the one thing they have to do better in twenty twenty four?
3: Stop with the the big wins and big losses like figure some stuff out. Big wins are fine, big losses are bad. Like find out who you are, play to your strengths, find your identity. I think they've lost their identity a little bit. I mm-hmm. knew who they were last year. I don't know who they are right now.
2: Yeah. No, I think that's a you mentioned that yesterday and I was like, man, that's a it's a great damn point. Um figuring out the uh here we go. solidify in 2024 solidify whatever your big three is or big four Mm -hmm. moving beyond 2024. And that doesn't mean necessarily by, you know, the end of this season, that means, Hey, you get all off season and you get through next December to figure this out. But I think by this time next year, we need to have a very, very clear vision of exactly what the Kings are and who they are going into the next four or five years. We know what, Keegan Murray is what Malik Monk is. Have they paired the right thing with Demonte Sabonis? That's that's what I'm that's what I'm looking at. Okay. Did we never put our insiders banner back up? Oh, we didn't. Our banner. That's my other. Uh, that's my other New Year's resolution is to make sure that I'm putting the banner back up when I take it down. <laughs> I. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, we got about a minute. All right. I want to say thank you to you, James. Um, everybody in the chatty house. Um, Aaron our boss Stacy our boss nobody knows who those people are but they're definitely not listening but thank you to them uh, this is a really tough year for me personally um, and this uh, this show this station you D-Lo Casey Jesse Charlie um, really helped me get back uh, into this and, and doing what I love to do this is my very favorite thing to do in the entire universe uh, and doing it with you has been uh, a blast so uh, thank you to James, and thank you everybody who uh, helped make this show happen. And I cannot wait to get into twenty four, twenty twenty four, and never really get this thing rolling.
3: Yeah, I, I'm excited too. I think this is a good start, and uh, and you know, I I've really really enjoyed working with Kyle. I, we didn't know each other hardly at all. Nope. We met each other once at like uh, at at the casino.
2: Yeah, um, at Sky
3: River. Shout out at Sky River. Yeah, exactly. And uh, like I think we're we're starting something cool. And it's growing, and yep. I, I totally dig it. So, thanks yep. for tuning in, everybody. Thanks for letting us be part of your world.
2: Yeah, man, it is. Like I said, I wake up at three twenty, and I do some some work stuff that I don't love to do because uh, getting to do this for two hours uh, outweighs all of that. That's because of you, James, and everybody out uh, here in the chatty house, and everybody listening. So, thank you, everybody. We will talk to you next year, ten a.m. Tuesday. We'll be back, Dilo and Casey, also back on Tuesday. See you in twenty twenty four.
1: You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2.
0: Sacramento's sports leader. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.